0: This episode of the Dusty Bender Podcast is brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network, folks. The Dusty Bender Podcast is a proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Jump on over to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com and check out all of the many hockey-related shows that we have in the network. Over 100, there is a show for everybody on there. Jump on over there and check out what they have. The show is also sponsored by The Hub Tavern in Spokane, Washington, on Monroe, part of the Anchor Alliance that is being officially associated with the Seattle Kraken. The Hub Tavern is your home away from home. Go in there and say hi to Dave and Mona. Tell them you learned about them from the Dusty Bender podcast, and maybe they'll be nice to you. Maybe they'll say nice things to you. Maybe say, hey, you know, we let, we know those guys, and they're not absolutely terrible people. <laughs> So, if you're in Spokane or you're just passing through the area, make sure you check out Spokane's premier only hockey bar, the Hockey Bar in Spokane. Check out the Hub Tavern. Also, folks, we are sponsored by Monterey Cafe. The Monterey Cafe is the premier, the only, the best karaoke bar in downtown spokane folks these guys are absolutely awesome go in there go ahead sing your hearts out have a beer and have some amazing pizza folks the pizza is absolutely delicious very fair price especially nowadays with everything going up it it seems like everything costs money nowadays the pizza is absolutely fantastic at an affordable rate go in there have some drinks and sing your heart out absolutely love the Manneray cafe cannot recommend them enough lastly folks fire chief john miller gotta absolutely love this guy he's out there saving our lives keeping us safe from the fire the fire threat everybody the fire nation no i'm just kidding he's not this isn't this is an avatar the last airbender but you know what john miller has been a long time listener long time supporter of the show so we appreciate him thank you sir for listening and supporting us Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells, and folks, joining us as a very special celebrity co-host, joining us today, the man, the myth, the legend, Bobby fucking Ryan. Bobby, (laughs) Bobby, on a scale scale of Joe Thornton announcing his retirement shirtless to, I don't know, Pierre Dorian, how are you doing today? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm just going to split that and say I'm right down the middle between perfect. There <laughs> is that is perfect. That is yeah.
0: Way different end of that spectrum. <laughs> That's we had to get a good scale right there. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm doing great though. I'm doing great. That's awesome. Glad uh, we, before we kicked up, you're talking about how it's uh, getting kind of cold over in Nashville.
1: Yeah. Not enjoying it. The golf season's kind of ending here and you can generally get around, you know, aside from January, but, um, there's no playing golf right now. It's it's freezing and we're getting down below 32 at night, some nights. Uh, Ooh, baby. so yeah, not, not quite the way I would like it. That's why I, I head down to Georgia when I can, I got a place down there and, uh, you know, four hours away and 20 degrees of difference. So <laughs> I'm
2: That's trying fun. to stay warm. Yeah. Roll that. over, roll over to the uh, frost delay text message. Huh?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nothing worse. Nothing <laughs> worse. How is the golf out there? You know what? Nashville's not, I not, it's not a golf city by any means. Um, yeah. I would say that there's, I, I live on one of the courses that I would consider the top tier ones. Um, but there really isn't a ton to, to pick from um, Tennessee is a state's kind of lacking it. If I'm being completely honest.
2: So oh. you're saying there's opportunity for us three to start a golf course there,
1: huh? I, I There's some rumors about a couple coming online that would go. have some pretty big names attached. So I'm keeping my ear to the ground.
0: There you go. <laughs> God, Speaking of rumors in Georgia, uh, the, the talk has been that the Atlanta might be getting another team again.
1: You know what? Um, I was saying that to I, I probably not many guys left that are in the league that played there at that building. But I played there in front of maybe 3,000 people. And it was, dude, it was oh, so wow. embarrassing. It was awful. Oh, I just can't see how a way that they would make it work. And um, you know, my girlfriend's from Atlanta. And she's like, I didn't even know we really had a team. I went to a few games when tickets would come up at work. But that I don't think that city could do it. I really, I'd, I'd be shocked if they found a way.
2: I mean, there's All a right. dif- there's a difference between fifteen thousand people and three fans, like A fifteen thousand dollar or fifteen thousand fan arena, and uh, what Coyotes are doing down there in, in Tennessee, yeah. right? So yeah,
1: and I, you know yeah. what? Honestly, I don't. If you if you put them in a college hockey barn, I don't know if they would make it work in Atlanta. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and that's not mean, yeah i'm in the south nashville the president the preds have a good following but the south just doesn't it's all sec football which i think is yeah. brutal itself but um <laughs> I, I that's all it is that's how people identify down here where'd you go to school and then yeah as yeah. soon as you say georgia or tennessee they start talking about their football team and i'm like oh that's, <laughs>
0: that's okay fair. i gotta go yeah 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 good <laughs> we'll talk see you. see you out there <laughs> jesus christ that's funny well shit. okay so on that on that topic like the, the rumor mill has been a brewing, you know, whether it's relocation or if the NHL is going to push a new. So if you had to pick a city that you think it would work in, where do you think? Because rumors abuzz, like they've got, you know, Salt Lake City's been mentioned, Kansas City. I, I
1: could see either of those places working, but I, I thought I think this was the thing a while ago that Kansas City was quite content with what they had. Um from a sports market and and the chiefs being so dominant there but i do think salt lake city um having lived not far from there for a long period of time um they they don't have a huge hockey following but they have a sports following and i think that they could they could be very successful there and they and they're Utah's so spread out right salt lake city in itself is is a small market but people would come for Utah's so spread out people would come into town for those games i think
0: no, that makes total sense.
2: Yeah. 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 No, no liquor sales at the arena though. So
1: that is, yeah. 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 It's, but that's kind of that state I've spent time there. That is kind of the way that state operates. So, um, you'd be, you'd be losing some money in HRR, but you'd you got to right. find ways. They're going to be charging a hundred bucks for parking instead of 50.
0: Sure. Sure. No, and,
1: um, no chance of a Canadian team. eh? I don't, I don't know where you put them. I've always heard Hamilton and Quebec city, um, the problem with Quebec city is the arena is really small, right. Mm. Uh, and old, I believe, um, you could put an NHL team in just about any Canadian market and you'd find a way to get people in the door. But, um, the problem is you put them in Hamilton. It really saturates the Toronto market. Um, and you put them you put them in Quebec it saturates the Montreal market so it's just I, I just don't know where you put it and you know you're not putting a team in Moose Jaw or Saskatchewan or anything right, like that right. so sure. um, I think I think if there isn't a chance for
2: expansion it's going to happen inside the United States yeah I like yeah Houston's the other one right I think there's there's been a little bit of talk about Houston but uh yeah I, it sounds like definitely probably not Atlanta right so
1: I I doubt it I I yeah. sincerely doubt it yeah and I don't know Houston's got the population that's for sure. Um, I, I played an American League hockey game in Houston um, way back when uh, I had gotten sent down from Anaheim and the boys were there so I met them in San Antonio and then played in Houston and uh, beautiful arena there. I don't know if that would be the same place they're using now um, but there is nobody in the stands for a minor hockey league game. I just I, I don't know that you need to throw another Southern market team in I really don't I don't see it fair yeah that makes sense.
0: All right. So side, side deviations off, uh, off of expansion teams. Um, getting into the the headlines for today, because, boy, do we have a lot of <laughs> hockey news, man. Well, Just coming out nothing. today. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing going on, um, man. It, so first off, obviously, we should probably this is the first episode that we've had since um, uh, the tragic incidents with Adam Johnson and that situation that went on over in England. Yeah. Uh, you know, rest in peace to the guy. Uh, Bobby, did you? Uh, did you ever see an incident such as this where, I mean, just a, I mean, it's a crazy play, you know, skate going that high up. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that. It was a perfect storm of the way he cut
1: across and cut down to, to kind of lower his stride. And, and, you know, to me, it looked, what happened was accidental to me. It looked like he was trying to clip the guy on the way by and, um, and it's tragic. It's a tragic hockey play. Um, I, I've seen a lot of cuts. I've seen a, guy, a lot of, uh, back of the leg. Um, I remember Tamo Solani got a cut on on like real close to a, a major artery on his leg. Um, that was pretty bad. You know about the Evander the Kane incident. So mm-hmm. this is the point. And, and I got to this on our show. It's um, on on our podcast the other day. It's just now I'm looking at the neck art thing and I'm thinking it's just there's always going to be freak injuries and in, in, in hockey. And um, to me, if you want to instill things at the minor league level, That's that's completely fair and that's completely safe. But I think once you're an adult and you get to the National Hockey League or a professional league, it should be a player's choice. Um, And I got to stand by that. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes, because I'm sure the insurance companies are cracking down on some teams and players right now.
2: Yeah, I think it reminds me a little bit of when they started really moving everyone towards the visor. Yeah. Right. It's that same that same thought, I think, is is a good way to kind of look at it. Right. Did you come into the league with a net guard? Did you not, you know, you know, do you have that choice to wear one if you want? Because, I mean, think thinking back to uh, I mean, we we played very minor league hockey ourselves. Right. So, you know, but thinking back, it's it's not it's not exactly it's a, you know, a turtleneck of cardboard, essentially. Right. So, yeah. um, Yeah. I'm with you on that, I think you know there, there's a little bit of chatter going around you know this was this was some sort of um you know uh, targeted thing i just watching the video and and playing hockey you know even at the at the level that we did you know let alone what you were it's just there's no way it's just a freak freak accident you know
1: yeah i don't think so i think in this case the player who who um you know committed the act his reputation is has certainly not been um right a good one you know he's been kicked out of three four leagues and um and it's just continuing to and, I, and I'm, I'm i don't am i even want to know what's going to happen in this situation um so i feel bad for the player he might, I, like i couldn't imagine being in his position right now so uh you know I kind of treading lightly but i i just think when you get it when you get to the point where you're forcing things up like guys are going to turn those things into necklaces because they're going to mm. tighten them up with tape every inch but like, guys don't want to wear them and i think if a player wears them I don't have a problem with that. I'm not going to be on them about it or chirp them about it. That's sure. it's a professional and a personal choice uh, to me.
0: Do you think if it, so say it gets mandated or, you know, strongly suggested or something like along those lines, do you think it kind of spurs a new wave of like, maybe make, cause you know, all of us growing up neck guards were just a piece of, fucking felt you know like it was nothing really around your neck Mm -hmm. like that and it was sweaty and it would absorb. it's just uncomfortable it's you think it kind of would maybe spark you know these larger gear companies to like make something that's i don't know a little little better
1: yeah i think gear companies haven't really moved into that product because nobody wants to wear
2: them exactly Uh, (laughs) if,
1: if things get mandated you're gonna have a lot of players talking to a lot of equipment reps saying find me something that is extremely light breathable and doesn't exist on my neck um so i i could actually see that And i saw something online today about there being an education system for the players now to you know maybe really think about this and um again i wouldn't get on any guy if if brady Kachuk wanted to wear one i'm just saying him because i cover the sends a a lot uh if he put one on i'm not saying anything to him about it. it's a professional choice personal choice um go for it but until they make something that actually is
0: breathable, guys aren't going to want to stick it on. Goals. The goal here is to team up with one of those early morning infomercials. They sell those gloves that, like, they get the they get the kitchen knives and they just like try to cut their hand. Like, no, this is That's right. this is knife proof. We could we'll, team up with Bauer and then we'll make. It. A, <laughs> we'll make it on, on. Yeah. Shark Shark Tank Canada. There you, there you go. go. <laughs> Ooh we got two uh, business uh, which, ventures already, boys. That's good. Damn. <laughs> no, let's <laughs> go and make some money here. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So it's it, it definitely a tragic event. I, I agree with both of you guys. I think that that's something that you look at it. There's just no – I don't even know how you plan something like that if you even no. try to do it. So yeah. it's it, it definitely a freak accident and a terrible situation. And, you know, it's it sucks that this is going to be kind of a reactionary situation instead of a proactive one. But, you know, it, it's it's hockey, man. We're, we're skating around going really fast with – razor
1: blades on our feet you know yep, yep. yep. and yeah the cuts. i mean this in, this incident stands alone and it's a much bigger one but you can't have players playing in bubble wrap and chain mail that's it right and that's it's the next time something really really scary happens we're gonna invent a new piece of equipment it's just where do you draw the line we're pretty protected out there
2: uh, as right. far
0: as i'm concerned yep. definitely no i agree um taylor you got anything else on that
2: uh, I just, it's funny you bring
0: up Kachuk. Well, I, I feel
2: like I watch a little more Matthew Kachuk than Brady Kachuk and the way that they chew their mouth guards. Yeah. Right. Like they I don't know if those two yeah. are going to be the first that go to, uh, any sort of neck guard, but no, Yeah. I'd
1: be, I'd be very surprised. I'd be very surprised. Yeah. I, I remember the mouth guard thing every year you'd come in and you get to training camp and they're like, do you wear one? And you know, my older generation, no. Um, the young guys do now and they're clear and you can probably barely tell except for when they're chewing on them all day long. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was like, I don't want to wear it. I, I, all these teeth are going to come out anyway, more than likely. (laughs) Let's let's just be honest. Right. And I get the concussion side of things, but I'm like, if it, if I get hit hard enough, I'm going to get concussed. It's just the way it's going to be. And you know, if I take a headshot, I'm going to get concussed the piece of rubber i understand the impact that it has but to me it's so fucking annoying to wear that i'm like i'm just no i'm just not gonna do it i i don't want right. to yeah so there and that's another you know argument to be made where you we watch the visors come in now these guys come in visor because they've had it on since they were 16 i did when i was that age in juniors mouth guards are selective but most guys wear them nowadays um Whereas like when I started, you couldn't sell a mouth guard to a player. Sure. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's the game's changing with the times and I understand the precautions, but I think it's a little overboard. Yeah.
0: No, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, not to, to dive into something that people are definitely going overboard on, uh, the Ottawa senators and, <laughs> the, <laughs> and, and the many, many, uh, problems and issues that they continue to have. God, this, they just can't take a break it's we we've uh, it's something that we we sent out on twitter like this is this is the most sense thing that has happened to the sends since the last thing that happened to them yeah <laughs> you could just right. you could copy and paste that and then send it out the next time something oh yeah happens. yeah <laughs> they, they got
1: a press release ready for just about everything you man, my last couple of years there the stories and the things that happened in those last couple of years that i was there just Just incredible. You're like, how, how is this happening? How is this going on within our team, uh, or organization? But, um, yeah, just, you know what, it did stabilize for a year or two. The COVID year, certainly things, they, they weren't a good team, but it stabilized. DJ's got the room stabilized, which is important, but, um, and there's just, yeah, there's something in the water, I think, yeah. up there that, yeah, yeah that you get just, a new situation. Poor, the new poor owner is like, What is going on? Right? Oh, oh
0: God. this is what I paid money for. Good, yeah, yeah. yeah he literally great. came out today. He's like, I'm getting settled with this. What I got screwed, and it's, yeah. oh, yeah, it was, yeah, that's just rough. Yeah, the last um, 10
1: days for him are certainly, uh, he's probably, I, I don't think he's got buyer's remarks. I think he's very, very excited to be the owner of the Senators, but. Um, at the same time, he's probably going home at night and having a double scotch going, holy, sure. holy hell, <laughs> what a cycle.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So to, to catch, to catch everyone up, right. We had the, we had our Pinto issue uh, situation, right. Um, sounds like he wasn't even making any sort of picks on hockey games or anything like that. Right. So, uh, that was an interesting situation. Then, then our draft picks from dad So, I mean, I guess you kind of brought it up. What does that do? to a team, right? Like Ottawa has a team right now with a lot of young guys. I mean, you, you brought up Kachuk, Stutzla. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're, this was the year Sanderson, right? Is that, it? does that hit the locker room really at all? Or is it just, you know, all right, same thing practice, you know, let's, that, let's get it. Is, is that above our pay?
1: Is
0: that a, like that's right. the yeah. head office. Like, yeah. do we just, yeah.
1: You know what? Most of those guys, have, and, and I'm speaking to, you know, specifically to the Shabbats, the Kachuks, um, the Bathurstons, the guys that have been around for a little while, they they've, they've seen some things and to them, they're, they're just saying it's another day in sons lands as well. But most of those things don't trickle down to the room. I would say when coaching staff stuff is involved in that will, um, and I'm sure that they, you know, the Pinto situation has been such an interesting, this one, and we've covered it almost exhaustingly, um, speaking about it every, every episode. I, I think when players hold out, um, and, and and it's for an unreasonable reason. There's a, the other the other teammates feel a certain way about him, but I think they're all looking at Shane Pinto thinking he scored 20 goals. Why would you sign a one million dollar deal? I think there's an understanding there. And I I certainly a former player understands that. Why would I why would I sign a one million one year deal gamble on myself when I already proved I can score 20 only to and and we had said this you know, maybe there was a conversation with him where he said, Hey, come in for one year at 1 million, we will get you taken care of. But his agent was probably going, there's not a chance Pierre Dorian is going to be the GM at the end of this year. And there will be no, no reason for the next one to carry on with that, that faith. So, I I think when he gets got suspended last week, I'm sure there was a little bit of a woe period for the players where they said, okay, at least we don't have to talk about this. Now we have to answer a question and we're off for the next 41 games on the Pinto situation. Um, But everything else on the upside of things, you know, the new GM will come in and speak to everybody and I'll speak to his leaders when it's time. But I think they all had an understanding when this was coming because it sounds like the data knob news was, was pretty well known in the room. Yeah.
0: Do you think that the Pinto stuff with like the you know the gambling allegations and him getting suspended for placing bets and all that, do you think that had anything to do with him not signing or completely different subject? I,
1: I think the two are unrelatable. Okay. Um and I think if you ask other people in the Sense Media, um, and you, you know, remember I say that my feet aren't on the ground there every day. I'm in Nashville, so I'm not sure. having the inside conversations. And frankly, I don't want to. I think they're unrelated. Sure. Okay. Um, I I do believe that there was some knowledge like Pinto was in, was in Ottawa close to a deal. And I think there was some knowledge um, of a situation of, appearing because, okay. you know, to get to a 41 game suspension, you have to be doing your due diligence to understand that this is a big deal. So I don't, I, I think they would have liked to have had him signed and then, and then found out the repercussions, but nobody's, I don't think anybody saw
0: 41 games. coming. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. God, that's no. a fucking
1: hammer drop.
0: That is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to have, abs- I mean, shit, you've got people that have done, it seems like way we're, I don't know, but the, the NHL it, for an organization that seems to like really double down on the fact that they want people to gamble on their game. Uh, <laughs> they, they definitely don't, yeah. mo- uh, don't want players getting anywhere near any of that world. It's, it's just a touch hypocritical.
1: Yeah. This, we're, hey, this we're, episode. We're, yeah. We're going <laughs> to, yeah. we're going to blast DraftKings everywhere, right? right. On the, on the billboards, on the signs, on the side of the ice. But, um, you know, I, I still don't even know what Pinto did, if I'm being completely honest. All I know is he didn't bet on hockey,
0: and I don't care if he bet on um, – bet
1: your house on football. Who cares? Sure. <laughs> like, sure. That's no, your problem, I, right? As long as it's
0: just not hockey or cockfighting or you know something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, but I think I, I think whenever this was going to come out, that their first uh, first player within the league was involved in something that didn't align exactly what the NHL thought was conducive. There was going to be a very, very big example made.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, that makes let's, sense. Let's, well, let's take this t- opportunity to jump to our sponsor. <laughs> <the next laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Sponsored right. by DraftKit. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, we, have, we have to talk. We're sponsored by Batano. It's our biggest sponsor on our yeah. podcast, and we, you know, we we had to talk about this for the last couple of we- days. It's, um, it's, it can all be a touch hypocritical. It certainly can.
0: Oh, until uh, in, in somebody clarifies, I will just assume that he was gambling on on cockfights. And I'll just, <laughs> that's that's like my head cannon. I'll, I'll pretend that that was that's what happened until somebody clarifies. Otherwise, that's well, what it. I've heard is one of the benefits of playing at Molot Arena is is the
2: cockfighting betting. So, I mean, you know, there you go. OK, <laughs> so, <if> so. <laughs> oh, good, oh,
0: good ship. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Going back, going back into the sense. So we've got the Pinto situation, Taylor, you were leading us up to it. So this news comes out this morning that the NHL really took their sweet time on it. It seems like sure did and smacks the Ottawa senators with it, it, t- Taylor. Do you got that? What do you know that off top of your head? Yeah. it's, it's First the, round pick
2: first rounder. Yeah. I think they have an option of 24, 25, 26. Uh, okay. so I mean, it gives them a little bit of breathing room instead of, you know, I mean, we can go as, as soon back as the Coyotes losing a first round that current year. And then the next year as well for some of their uh, just draft conditioning thing things, I believe. So um, yeah, I, I, realistically big, big blow, right? I mean, even, even if this team, you know, which we'll get to talking about, even if this team is, is ready this year, right. Which, you know, we'll, we'll get to that, but uh, you know, that's still a big blow. I mean, that's, you know, there's a good chance that this draft 24 is, you know, has some players, Maybe not quite the caliber of of Connor Bedard, but I mean, you know, you could probably find some guys at the twenty twenty five, right? So, yeah. I think, yeah, it's it's still a big blow either way, uh, but it gives them a little bit of breathing room, I think. So, uh, totally. What, but what, do you, what but, do you think, Bob? I,
1: I agree. I think, if, I think if I'm the Sens, I'm holding on to this year's because I, you know, I've preached them as a playoff team. I I, I still believe yep. they can be. Um, I think that they have all the pieces, but. You have to and I don't know what the deadline is for when they have to decide what the year is if or if they get, you know, a couple months from the draft and say, hey, we're keeping it this year, we'll defer to next. The the likely goal is that they get a little bit better every year. So you try to defer it as long as possible. But right now they have guys that are way smarter than I am looking at the potential of all the drafts. How deep is this draft? How deep is that? And how deep is the third year from now? And what year can we not afford to give one up what i what i don't like about what this does is it really really and whoever the next gm that comes in it hurts him because if this team becomes a playoff team and they become a team in two years that takes a takes a gigantic step and you're looking at guys at the deadline you don't have a first plan pick to give away right? right and that's what that's what deadline rentals in high-end caliber players are going to cost you so that's that's probably my biggest thing most of the time, your first round pick, if you're in the late teens to early 20s, yeah, they're going to play, but are they going to be the guy that changes the franchise? And yeah. they don't need that. They're not going to need that. They have all the right pieces right there in line right now. So, um, well, it's not. And I think the, the firing or the resignation was the right thing to do um, for the organization. I, I don't think it kills them in the drafting
0: side of things. Right. Gotcha. So kind of a general question that I have, like that's in relative, you know, we we've, these first couple episodes during the year, you always kind of preface things with it's early, you know, we're Mm -hmm. not at 10 games yet, Bobby, you've been through plenty of seasons at what, is there a game Mark where you go, where you finally have an idea of like, okay, this is going to be a long season or, okay, we got something here. Like this, this might not, this might be for real. Like we might actually be good. Like, is it the 10 game Mark, 15 game Mark, 20 game Mark? I I would say closer towards the 15 to 20 range. And that's the problem
1: is because you can be sitting out in in the true i guess area is the the american thanksgiving the teams that are inside the playoffs in american yeah. thanksgiving are generally the teams that are get in now t- you know take that with a grain of salt if you're within two points you can c- consider yourself in where we've got two points and two games in hand on a team whatever you're going to think that way but i think be- at 15 games your team should have an established identity are, are we a team that comes to work every night are we a team that is a little bit more running gun than we thought we would be are we this that you you start to get an idea and a picture of what the team's going to be and then your coaches really really start to hammer on what it needs to change um you can you you can't get yourself in in the first first 15 right you can get yourself within spinning distance or you can get off to an 80 and one start like boston but at the same right. time you can certainly get yourself out of playoffs within 15 games and um and, and some teams are doing that so
0: gotcha. but
1: i do think that that's the mark where where you really start to understand what you have and what you have going for for the
0: so i i asked that because we're coming up on you know it's, i think the most a uh, couple teams have played 10 games um but mostly are in the in the seven to eight to nine area yeah um we, we spoke before a little bit about that before the season was going, you're talking about the East, you know, things are going to shake up. You've got retirements in Boston. Uh, is it, is it the year that some teams are going to take that step up? And Ottawa was one of these, one of these three teams that were really kind of the name was thrown around of like, okay, this team might, this might be the year where they take that next step to be a wild card or maybe even higher up based on how far teams fall. Obviously Boston's showing us all anybody who doubted that, Bergeron leaving was gonna affect them. They they seem to be proving all of us wrong. But um, Ottawa was one. Ottawa was one of those teams. They uh, were. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were, and they still can be. Absolutely. I mean,
1: this this guy. You know, and I get to cover this team so much, and the sky is falling because they lost three in a row. Every team in the league is mm-hmm. gonna lose three in a row for the most part at one point this year. Some are gonna lose five and eight. It's it, mm-hmm. every team is gonna hit that slide. Um, for me, they had a lot of changeover in the roster. They had a lot of guys that were hurt coming back. Um, the goaltending wasn't great out of the gate. It's getting better and stabilizing. Um, they, they sometimes get very guilty of being down by one and starting to chase a game that doesn't need to be chased. And that's, that's a growing pain that they're going to have to, to address a hundred percent. But I still have faith that they're going to be, uh, moving up the board in the Eastern Conference this year quite a bit. Do they make the playoffs like I had originally said? I don't know, but they're playing 500 hockey and they're in seventh place. That's, that's hard to stomach when you're, um, you're only at 500 you've had two bad games and you're at 500 they could very easily be six and two as opposed to four and four right now um so i i still think that they they don't have to change anything um for me systematically they just they just need to they just need to find ways to win games that are close and they haven't done that consistently yet but i think they will
2: yeah i think it's a good point you brought up a lot of turnover right i mean cat leaving I think, I think a big one when we put a lot of emphasis onto this ourselves is goaltending, right? Uh, you know, you could, you could bring in an elite goaltender, but they haven't been there. Right. Uh, yeah. so I think, and they're a huge part of each team. So I think, you know, like you were saying, I think you're going to see, I mean, Forsberg obviously be in there, but you know, seeing Corpy kind of start to elevate it, it. See it. Like you were saying, I think he's kind of started to show, you know, why he got brought in and things like that. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I think, I think they still, I think, Chance and I had them a little lower, uh, but again, it was, it was just a fight, right? I mean, you know, that, that division has some depth to it. And so, you know, saying, trying to, trying to guess on paper before the season starts, what, what team is going to take that next step, I think is definitely going to be tricky, but yeah, we're, we're sitting there, you know, we, we kind of, we also put it, you know, between that 10 and 20, right. I think, I think, you know, that Thanksgiving deadline is definitely a good one, but yeah. uh, With, with their decor, I mean, you know, decor young forwards that, can absolutely bury some goals. I, I just, I, I'm with you. I think, I think there's definitely a good chance for that team over a team that has some shakier goaltending in, in something like Buffalo. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, I think, I think you're, you're feeling like you're in a better spot if you're Ottawa than, than a team like Buffalo. So.
1: Oh, hundred percent.
0: Cor- Corpusolo corpus is definitely an upgrade over in in my opinion we talked about i i have a fairly lower opinion of cam talbot it's not that i think that cam talbot's bad it's just i don't i don't think he's that goal he's he's the goalie that you get to kind of stabilize a situation not necessarily to take the next step yeah. and i yeah. think corpy has the capability to be that type of goalie uh, whereas talbot does not but you know corpy is it's you always look at the situation where, okay, he was with Columbus. Well, he gets a pass because Columbus was kind of a weak team. You go, okay. And then he goes to LA where, you know, he wasn't there for very long. So then you go to Ottawa where it's like, okay, this is his time to shine. This is a team that's supposed to be taking that next step. Um, we'll, we'll see. I, I think it, I, it definitely is too early. I, I, I hope that he can get some more consistency. I think, yeah. And I think he will. We saw it on the weekend. He stabilized a little bit. And I think he's capable
1: of, and this is the situation now, that with, the way that goalies are being managed, yes, some teams have a strong one and two, um, but a lot of teams do have that one A one B situation where you know you can plug your guy in, um, and he and he can come in and do a, a, a decent job. Ottawa's goaltending tandem to me is up there. I really okay. I really like the two of them. It seems to be a healthy a healthy relationship there, which is important. Um, kind of like the Boston situation where mm-hmm. you know. Um, we've, we've seen how much they've celebrated each other in the past. Yeah. Um, and I think that, the, um, I think that Forsberg missed a lot of hockey last year. He was hurt as yeah. well. So I I'm giving it some time on the Sens before I make real judgments on the goaltending situation, but I, I do think that they can get better.
0: Gotcha. So the natural comparison right now, based on, you know, preseason conversations and whatnot, if the senators are supposed to be this, this natural comparison to Buffalo and Detroit. These these three teams are supposed to be naturally, based on you know observations, roughly in the same area of a rebuild and supposed to be taking that next step. Uh, what are you what are you, how are you feeling like they're they're standing up to those teams? I know Detroit's already played them, Buffalo's played them. They both they lost both of those games. Um, yeah. What what do you think compared to them? And then how do you feel about Buffalo and Detroit at this juncture? You know what I think Detroit for me is playing
1: very good hockey right now. I don't think it's sustainable. Uh, I'm, I'm not real sold on the D end, uh, the defensive zone, um, or the defensive lineup, excuse me. I don't think that those guys can, you know, cider and a couple other guys aside, they just don't have the firepower all year long to be sustainable. I love their offense. I think Dylan Arkin's playing some of his best hockey. I've seen a few of his games. He's, he's flying. He's finally got that guy in the cat. That's going to finish everything for him. Um, and then you got Lucas Raymond for me, who's been a real nice complimentary piece uh, to that line. So I think that they're they have the best first line to me out uh, of the three. Okay. Um, the problem is I don't I don't love the depth there. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo to me, um, and I had them pretty low. I had them sixth in the division. Um, okay, and arguably I had them above Detroit and Montreal. And mm-hmm. Montreal is going to fall off the cliff here sometime at some point it's coming sure um yeah. and they'll end up down there buffalo's problem is they play way too loose of a game and your goaltending's is not great you should be tightening up everywhere instead they just try to run and gun they which i like i like the i like watching them because they'd rather win five four than two to one um so their games are always fun to watch but they're gonna they still got some growing pains to go through for me so i yeah, think I, so to answer your question i think ottawa's kind of in that one a one B situation with Detroit right now. And, and uh, Buffalo is a distant third.
2: Yeah. I think, I think you start, you you made a good point with Detroit. I think, right. You defense is clearly a problem. We, we, we've been talking about that ourselves, but I think you start, you get past that first line of, of Raymond Larkin and, and cat. And I mean, you, you walk up to a, a quote unquote hockey fan on the street and just dare them to, you know, say who their second and third line players are. I think, I think they're starting to, to kind of, uh, you know, pull up some question marks and stuff like that. So, Oh I think, yeah. I think that's a, uh, yeah, that's definitely, you know, they're not built as, as deep as a team like Ottawa. Um, you know, so I think, uh, you know, I, I, it'll be an interesting one to see. Um, and that's why we keep kind of coming back to these three teams is, is that talk, but, uh, yeah, completely agree.
0: Yeah. And there yeah. is the, there is the acknowledgement that like, I, cause I agree with both of you guys, like the depth is a problem on that team, but like it has Somehow, like it's still not good, but it's it just shows how far that depth is gone because how bad it was. Because yeah. that second line is not; it's now at least respectable. I yeah. guess you could say. Like, I mean, when you put David Perron on a second line, is is he's a solid guy? Solid. He's got cups. You know, yeah. Um, the guy is absolutely solid. Um, it, this is Bobby. This is loosely a Kraken podcast, so you know we're we're big fans of a spronger. So, yeah. um, you know that he's we like him. Uh, that's pretty solid uh god if robbie fabry could just stay healthy um poor
1: guy he he can play yeah he just uh you know i played with Fabs for a year i absolutely love fabs one of my one of my favorite guys i've ever played with actually really Um, i loved him yeah great great guy great team guy um but just hasn't been able to get on the good side of injuries and that's you know and it and you never get to hit your stride because you feel like you're starting to come back from something and something else happens so um, I'm, I'll always be pulling for him. I really do hope that he can find a way to stay consistently healthy because he's got a lot to offer a hockey club.
2: The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-888. O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, LA, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in ONT. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. Totally.
0: Yeah, totally. Absolutely. No, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. I think that uh, Buffalo is it's we kind of said it in our pre preseason wraps, like this is going to rely a lot on Levi being the real deal. And yeah, yeah and it's such a small sample size like it's and that's an enormous amount of pressure to put on somebody who had taylor what was it like seven games
2: Yeah, seven i, I was gonna say nine earlier but i think you're right i think it's seven
0: okay yeah, yeah that's, not a, it's not a big not a lot <laughs> yeah no
1: no it's not a big thing to go off of um but the way they play um he has to make you know you call them grade a chances i guess or grade b chance he's got to make f- some really major, grade A saves every night to keep that team in it, and um, I do think he's capable in, in spurts. But it's very—he's so young. Like it's—it's—you yeah. it, know—it's it, a lot for a young goaltender to backstop a team that plays that way. So yeah. um that that's why I have him down there. I think Dalene and, and Owen Power are a great one-two and mm-hmm. combo, um and I—I I, I, I think Power is only going to get better. I really like the way he plays. So. Mm-hmm lot of positives in the team, Tage Thompson and, you know, some other guys, but uh, just, just way too loose. And I, it's, it's, hard to win that way.
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh, stick, that makes sense.
2: Stick, stick Devin Levi on, on the Toronto Maple Leafs, like Samson, I was having to deal with, right? Yeah. It's just, you're going to have those growing pains. So, yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That is. Well, and it, it seems like always you got Jacqueline Hyde with that team too, when you've got, you know, um, what, what is Skinner is probably the best example of like the guy that just, can be one of the hottest players in the league and then absolutely just disappear.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He goes through the ringer. (laughs) It's like (laughs) uh, he goes through the, I know that emotional roller coaster of being really hot. And then all of a sudden you're colder than a lake trout. It's not fun. So
0: (laughs) I I was going to say, what's what that mindset, like, would you, I'm, as I say it out loud right now, you probably would rather score like, you know, a point a game versus, you know, going cold for a little while and then scoring a hat trick here and there
1: yeah i think it's certainly and especially playing in a canadian market people love you or they hate you i yeah. i was very fortunate in ottawa because people could could really relate to the injury thing um because yeah. i i mean i caught the bug and you just can't They like fabry and and you know i wasn't missing half a season at a time but i was missing four to six you come back you're four to six in four to six out i had i had a couple years of that and people gave me a lot of grace for it because it's like they were all free canned injuries how do you how do you avoid them um right. But that mindset's tough when you're, when you're just not as consistent as you want to be, and you're not understanding why, because you feel like you're doing things, but then you can find what you're not doing on video. Whereas, Hey, here's when you're hot. This is where you get to what you do, how you get open when you're cold. You know, for me, when I was cold, I was always elevating or excuse me. I was, I was moving into areas of the ice that were just too wide. I was, I was trying to I was essentially trying to get open on the wall, which does nobody any good. Right. right. Um, and and it's very hard to get out of that when you're playing so many games so fast they just seem to tick by um at, whereas in you know when you're hot and you're you scored two last game you're like well we don't play till Thursday can we move it up <laughs> like it's right it's just a completely different mindset going to the rank and it become it when you're when you're off it becomes a grind um and it becomes much more of a job than than you ever knew it was that's for sure so uh I can empathize with anybody going through that it's not it's not easy
2: Oh, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. Well, while well, well we're kind of on that subject, uh, just gearing away a little bit, but um, is there any, like, do you have any thoughts going through your head when you have that trade from Anaheim to the to Ottawa? Is there anything in your mind, I mean, do you look at, you know, pull up your, your I guess it's X now, right? You pull up your, your X. And you see, oh, I'm I'm for am f- I'm I'm worth a first round and and this player and that player. Like, does that does that get into your head at all? I mean, do, do you look at that kind of stuff as a player, or is it more? I uh, oh, just I got I got a new business to to try to run here.
1: A little bit of both, I think. Um, I, I think I was more keenly aware of what got traded for me because the expectations were set right away when it's essentially three first round picks. Um, yeah. You know, and in, 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 I think his name is Nohison or Center. yeah. Um yeah. yeah. And then Silverberg turned into a pretty good player as well in his own right there in Anaheim. Uh, I think I was more bummed about the geographic side of things. <laughs> yeah. like New, Newport Beach, the Canada. Uh, yeah. <laughs> tough one. But uh, up until you get to Ottawa, like Ottawa's got this, you know, the reputation among other players as being a really, really dreary, cold city. And it's, mm. it's actually not. It's actually a beautiful city. Players just don't see it because they don't care to. Sure. <laughs> mm, yeah. So it took me some time, but, um, you know, my expectations were set. Alfie had left that day as well. So they were like, here's the guy that's going to replace him. I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa okay. That's not, that's yeah. not fair to the player, uh, in, in my state at all. But, um, yeah, I remember finding out I was sitting at my place in Idaho and, uh, I got the call from a buddy before the GMs even called me and he, he happened to live in auto and he was in my wedding and said, Hey, you're getting traded congratulations and i was like well i'm gonna wait till somebody tells me this but okay thanks for letting me know um it was july 5th i'll never forget it because i was hung the gills eating white bean dip trying to sober up (laughs) and then all that happened way back when yeah way
2: back when mine's a little foggy like yeah i don't know if this can't be real yeah
1: i i had heard i got traded so many times that i just thought it was going to be another one of those things it was like i couldn't get off that trade rumor for about a year there it felt like um And I knew it was probably coming that summer because Getz and Perry had just signed those big tickets and we were kind of an internal cap team. Um, I was really the only money that they could move that would make a difference. And I had no say over where I was going because I was only on my second contract. So I knew it was inevitable. Um, But yeah, it was... When I got to Ottawa and and started to see the city, and, and it kind of felt like home, it felt very comfortable for me. Um, I nice. started to get you know over it and get excited, and just I, I've never worried about what the other players did, um, or where they went or, the, or what the first round pick turned into or anything like that. Because it's like, I can't control that, I, right. I can control what I can control, and that's that's my business.
2: I love
0: that answer. No, that makes sense. Hey, so, uh, speaking speaking to Idaho. There we are. Hey, <laughs> there the it is. Yeah. That was out uh that was out at the uh Coeur d'Alene, Coeur d'Alene resort for that uh, cancer cancer fundraiser. It's
1: yeah. the best weekend of the year right there. One of them Good anyway. Stuff. Yeah, I have a blast there.
2: Very oh. rarely am I the
0: second tallest person in any photo, but I'm, you know, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take that, boys. We were uh some of the some of the best t- like of that uh, one of the best quotes from that. We got to, we caught up with the uh the trio of uh Coop. Chelios and Gretz and we were able to we were able to corner him for a little bit and chat with them. and Coop saying like Coop this is such a great fucking trio that you're in and he's like yeah I'm I'm we're, we're I, it, it's very rare when I'm in a trio and I'm the least co- accomplished of the three <laughs> yeah, that's
1: very that's very Coop like yeah it's I like thought, dude Coop yeah. has
0: got two cups and you're like yeah that's right that's crazy it's it hard to crazy. find somebody that is like that
1: yeah, they got some star power that they fly in for that tournament. That's for sure. well, they got some of that, a lot of that, over at Gaza Ranch, right? So uh, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's. Okay. Uh, I I lived over there. I like I told you guys before. I loved it over there. Just yeah, it, you turn around and you're playing golf with some of the greats. It's it's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah I, it, I grew up here in North Idaho, and we we both went to uh, University of Idaho down in Moscow. So we, it's it's a beautiful place, and there's a reason why a lot of people keep moving here.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I had to leave that place behind, but uh, I will still get back there
0: for that tournament every summer. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe we'll see you next year. I'll be um, there. Awesome. So, okay, uh, we mentioned earlier this is loosely a, a Kraken podcast. We we like to we don't like to say that, like it's a, a structured Kraken podcast because we talk about we love to talk about other stuff in the league. Um, but Bobby, do you, do you, what, how do you feel just in a general sense about the newest expansion team? What do you what's what's the vibes that you are getting from this team?
1: You know what? They're kind of it's funny because Vegas came in as an expansion team and just caught the world by storm. Right. Obviously. Um, And they were much more marketed. Seattle's kind of kind of flew under the radar. Um, I I thought I remember watching the expansion draft and then seeing the roster. I thought they botched the entire thing. Um,
0: But with the way a lot of people that way.
1: Um, But that being said. I spent more time watching the playoffs than I thought I would I enjoy the way their team plays everybody's on the same page um most of the time they haven't had to the start they're looking for I think what are they like I, I had it up earlier um three and six three and seven yeah so you know that that division's pretty weak the the they'll find a way to move back up there the vancouver's and the anaheim's are going to come back down to earth and seattle will be right there when all is said and done i think they're a team that's more built for playoffs than the regular season mm. um with the way they play they're so structured um good coaching and um you know i wish i i with the time change I, I just like anybody on the east coast i guess i don't watch enough games from out there anymore um but i do i, I i've caught a few first periods and i just I, I kind of said it a while ago. I said, they look like the same team from playoffs. I think they'll be just fine. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit of a hangover from the run. Um, and, and some teams are playing better than they are. Right. They, they yep. they're, they're a consistent team. They'll find a way.
2: Oh, did you're, I sa- you're saying my duckies aren't going to win the cup this year. Huh? That's yeah. I don't know what the duckies fine. are doing right now, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming in minds for some reason. <laughs> they'll come back down. They really <laughs> yes, will. They will. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. They will. It'll be. Interesting you think
1: you think you think Gibby finds a new home. So I was just going to say it'll be interesting to see if Gibby finds a new okay. home because that will dramatically change things. Um, but I had I had Seattle and as a wild card team this year. I just I I like LA. I like LA a yeah. lot. Um, is I, is Pld I, the real deal? I I think he is. I think that he's been waiting to play in a place where there was less media attention on him mm, uh um, okay mm-hmm. that's why everybody kept saying he's he's just waiting to get the free agency or whatever it is so that he could go to uh montreal and i thought i i don't and i don't know him at all i've never met him i just i, I said i feel like he would do better in a market out west um that would fit his style a little more at the west the western conference than the eastern conference um and somewhere under the radar, and that's what he's found in LA. Um, he can be who he wants to be and play the way he wants to play within the confines of the structure. And I think he's doing a pretty good job of it. I, I I'm a believer in him. Yeah. Yeah. Would
2: yeah. You, that's uh, yeah. Oh, go what, ahead, Taylor. Uh, I was just gonna say, would you say that that I, I mean, around the league, is that kind of a, a we kind of speculate on it, but like playing in those Canadian markets are are pretty tough. I mean, there's a couple, you know, I'm sure Boston, uh, Pittsburgh, you know, those kind of places have that pressure, that media attention, and things like that, but. We, we just we always kind of get this feeling and you know twitter likes to tell us these things as well that that is an issue but i mean is that is, is that something i just i i don't know if that's actually something that the players feel
1: i would say the canadian markets such as montreal toronto vancouver calgary now edmonton because of the mcdavid factor um yes those could be overwhelming like i i was very fortunate winnipeg ottawa um those are places where you you can just go about your business and fly under the radar a little bit um but that that being said I, on a big day in anaheim when i was there you'd have five beat reporters come in and that was like mm-hmm. we're like whoa, whoa what happened <laughs> right um right and then on any given day you could have any i mean you could have up to 30 of them in your room in in, in ottawa um so it gets it does get to be a little wearing because God forbid a team's playing well and somebody wants a story on something that
2: mm. they have
1: to, they have to make up, um, or, or, you know, make some grandiose story where there's just really nothing there. And you're answering questions sometimes going, what the fuck am I talking about? Right. Uh, there was a, there was a good bit of that. Um, so yes, there is a stigma around the, uh, around the league where players get the free agency and you don't often see them going to the Canadian markets for that reason. Yeah. One That's of the reasons, right. One of the reasons taxes
0: this kind of plays off of what you guys are talking about so i it it seems like there are players that do genuinely thrive off of the spotlight like it's and this is again totally just my read but like you know say like a a player like panarin you know panarin goes from chicago to columbus columbus definitely not going to be the market that chicago was especially with all the success they had um immediately goes to new york where you're going to have a big stage um, not to pick on Columbus again, but Bobrovsky goes from there. You know, he, he leaves. Um, it, it seems like there are some players that love that spotlight. Whereas there are others that don't, they don't want that and they don't thrive under that spotlight. Like Toronto, Toronto is the best example of that. You know, it's, yeah. it seems like the Toronto media and even the fans to a degree, they'll, they end up, you know, you get 40 games in and they've already targeted somebody that they're like sending threats to their family. It seems like, yeah. <laughs> And it's like, oh, man, uh, why would I want to play in a place where, you know, Toronto's not playing well. It's got to be. It's got to be Bobby uh, Ryan. Yeah. 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 It's
1: It's, uh, I mean, you're speaking the truth. There's players that I've played with players of all personalities. Some guys that are just quiet um, that are quiet, want to go to the rink, want to go home that can actually thrive in a Canadian market because they don't care. Um, and that works. There's some other players that absolutely need the attention. Mm. So like a place like that, they can have success. And it's just a matter of personalities. Like for me, I was always very, I was always very candid with the media. And I think they gave me a lot of space because of it. If they knew that they were coming to me, they were going to get a quick, truthful statement and move on. Um, whereas other players just gave them cliches every night. So they were like, all right, well, we're going to press and, and guys would bitch and moan about that. I'm like, well, if you just truthful and candid, they're going to be fine. That was my experience, um, or as I was able to handle it, I guess to a degree. But there were certainly times where I left the rank, and I was like, "Enough's enough." I'm like, how do I get to yep. a Dallas? Right? right. <laughs> like, <you> right. just <laughs> I'm just picking a city, but um, yeah, it's it's just a matter of whether you can you can take you talk about the wear and tear on your bodies, but the wear and tear on the mental side of things can be much worse, especially if things aren't going well in a Canadian market.
0: And that's- you're telling me that you yeah. can't just go to the media and say, we we need to get pucks deep. And then they're just like satisfied with that. No, God, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then they want to know why you're not getting pucks deep. And you're like, well, right. it's,
1: yeah, yeah, it's like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you.
0: You you, yeah. you go with uh, the other cliche, like, Oh, you just got to play our game, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah we just got to grab the bull by the horns. And-
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, whatever yes, you can do. <laughs> I love that, but yeah, um, no. So I kind of we, went off a little track on, on Seattle. No, I, I I love that with with Seattle because one of the things that we it's you know the, their greatest strength is their greatest weakness, right? Like this is a you know their first line. We, we've been saying it on our show for a while. Their first line is probably the equivalent of a second line, and their second line is probably a second line, and their mm-hmm. third line is kind of a second line. Yeah, and their third line is or their fourth line is probably a. You know, third fourth line. So, yeah. um, it, it's their strength is not necessary. Like uh, Jared, what do you think of Jared McCann? By the way, is he is he like a bona fide you know forty goal scorer, or was that kind of an outlier? I think that was a bit of an
1: outlier. Okay, um, and that's not a knock on the player. I think he's no, of a, course not. Yeah, twenty five to thirty goal score. I think I think he can flirt with thirty every year. Um, I I like his game. I think he's a pretty cerebral player, and he makes the right play a lot of times. But just speaking of the depth, see, that's that's the depth that sometimes bites you in the ass during the regular season where mm-hmm. teams can have any kind of night. But in the playoff, the game changes quite a, like, it, the game changes quite a bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas, you know, if you have if you have the depth that they have and you can score with at least three of the four lines, um, you're you're in a really good position. You just you just have to pay attention to who's hot and who's cold when you have that depth because you have to roll the, the line that is giving you the best option to score every night. When, when, when you're not a high-scoring team, they're right, they're not. They're not a high-scoring team. They're a team that um, is going to have to be – one line is going to have to elevate more often than not, but it gives you the balance to not know which one it's going to be, and that's not a bl- that's not a curse, right? That's kind of a blessing.
2: Chance, the holiday seasons are right around the corner, and you and I both know how crazy it can be. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now, before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard us talk about Raycon products before. Talking about their headphones, you know, sitting around the house just not having much else to do. Go ahead and throw some Raycon headphones in there and get a great listening experience. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like everyday earbuds known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features, like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices, Eight times faster with the 1,000-watt power delivery. That is great, folks. Their faucet filter ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It is a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of the premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy buyraycon.com. That is buyraycon.com slash THPN, as in the hockey podcast network, to get twenty to fifty percent off site wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Yeah. Right. one of the yeah. things that we bring up quite a bit is if you're gonna have that kind of, like you're saying, playoff setup up front you want your goalie and and defense to kind of bail you out a little bit during the regular season. Right. And that's something I think, you know, even last year, I think they struggled with a little bit, but we're seeing that struggle continue and the, and the offense has dried up a little bit. So yeah, Yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Those
1: things are going to, when you have what, like you said, when you have three second lines, essentially, um, you're going to hit dry spells. You're absolutely going to hit dry spells as a team and, um, and I, that that's why I said it. I like the depth. I think that they'll come out of it. And, um, you know, not everybody's going to get hot at the same time and, and, um, and go on runs that, that they're going to, they're just going to steadily climb and
0: stabilize more than other teams will this, you know, after the 20 game mark.
2: Right. Right.
0: No, I get that. Because um, we, we catch ourselves. It, it's not normal. Like normally when you're talking about a team, especially when you're jumping around the league, like we do, you know, it's, you're talking about the first and second line, but we're sitting here. You know, there's nights where we're sitting here going like, "God, Kyler Yamamoto had an awesome game." Yeah, you know,
1: yeah. I love Yeah. Oh, MMO, we
0: man. Yeah, I yeah, it's, it, Taylor's probably sick to death of me talking about how I, I he he was a Spokane boy, so I I, skated oh, I with know. Him yeah. Growing, yeah, yeah, so I, I skated with him growing up. His he he was he was in the lower age group. Yeah, they'd come his squirt team would come up to our peewee team and just kick the shit out of us. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um I've been on the ice with him a lot the last few years. That's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. But yeah, no, like when when we're sitting here talking like how you know Yamo or or Shore or something like that, guys that are rounding out the fourth line, how they're impacting the game, like on one hand, that's a bad thing. Like, oh, should we even be talking? It's is it weird? Is it bad or good that we're talking about these guys all the time? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. normally your fourth line is reserved for like if you just didn't get scored on, you had a good shift. Exactly.
1: Exactly. When you're looking at guys thinking, why aren't they scoring with tw- eight to ten minutes a night? Right. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get into games like that um, if you're that guy, especially as a guy like Yam was played with some pretty good players and and, and put up some points. Yeah. Um, and now he's playing a different role. And it's, it's hard when you're when you want to contribute offensively. But sometimes you just have to live to fight another day and not get scored on. Right. right, right, <laughs> that's, right. That's, that's what the role is
0: down there.
2: That's that was my that was my hockey career right there, just not getting scored on. So don't don't get keep it even. That's
0: right. It's bare minimum anyway. (laughs) All right, so um, kind of talking about the Seattle Kraken a bit. Now we can move into kind of. So Bobby, what's looking around the league like teams that are hot to you right now? The thing that just stands out to me recently that's fresh my mind. um, Teams that are kind of exceed. We're not to the fifteen game mark that you said is is the real true test, but you know, teams that are kind of standing out like now, like the, the Yotes are, I'm not going to say they're good, but they're not bad. They're not bad. <laughs> they're um which is progress, right?
2: Yes. They're that's, that's <laughs> progress. Yes. Yeah. It is progress. <laughs> um,
1: they haven't played themselves out by the nine, the 10 game Mark. So we're, we're talking good things. They were, sure. I mean, if you, you look at the way they were, they were picked to go um I think 500 hockey for them is, is phenomenal. Um, but they, They can score a little bit. They got some players that can play. Um, They won't be there at the end of the season by any means. I don't see that being the case. I I think if I was looking at teams that really surprised me um, on the, on the positive side of things, I would say, um, and I, and for me, I picked Boston to finish second, got assaulted for it. I'm like, no, they're too good. You don't, I mean, I know what you lost and I, I understand, you know, people's feelings around that, but you still have a, one of the best decors in the league, a great goaltending tandem and some guys that can put the puck in the net. And Pavel Zach was a guy that I had said, he was going to have a breakout year. Um, oh. He's proving to be there at that point. So Boston, Detroit, I really didn't think Detroit was going to be the way they are so far. Um, Do you think they can keep it up? Detroit for a little while, but not for the season. No, are, that, they, are that, they a wild
0: card team? Like, are they no. going to be in that conversation? No. Okay. I, think they miss
1: it, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't believe so even a little bit. And then, um on the negative side of things i guess actually i'll go back to the positive vegas and um you know no stanley cup hangover there right back to business as usual um i love that team colorado i love um like like everybody else but i was thinking pittsburgh would be better and they're not they're not a good they don't look good um even the nights that i've seen them win i'm like yikes like they just don't they just don't seem to have the chemistry that they always have um and then, they'll, sorry, I was kind of scrolling because the other team that I was thinking about was Minnesota. I picked Minnesota high this year. I love them. Um, I love the makeup of the team. And they just, they seem stuck in the mud to me a yeah. little bit. Um, and this is one of those teams where you get to that 15 game mark and you're like, do we even have an identity? Like, do we know what kind of team we are? Minnesota um, hasn't had an identity, in yeah. as yeah. long as I've been alive, <laughs> yeah. And I thought, the, I thought Billy Garen, I thought they brought in a guy like Pat Maroon to help establish them a little bit yeah. in the in the room and give them something different. Um, and I thought Billy Garen was was the guy. I I'm not unsold on them. I just don't like where they're at right now, and I don't like them going forward. And I'm gonna regret that pick because I had them going in the playoffs pretty good too.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I I've always said that I, I like to describe Minnesota as aggressively average
1: that's a great way to that it well, it's a great way to put them right now and i'm not liking it <laughs> It's not fitting my picks
0: they they just it's it's very hard like sometimes i forget it's them and the islanders for some reason like i forget i'm like oh yeah they, they exist that's yeah yeah they're a t- they're a team <laughs> they are a team they they yeah. do exist that's a, that's a thing um taylor i what do you think so looking at this pacific division it's pretty like it's weak yes um what are we what are we thinking here in terms of, is who's rebounding it are and, and bobby this is for you too like is is edmonton in trouble uh
2: i mean you can't you can't have a guy like connor mcdavid and say that they're they're out of it i mean we're, we're saying 15 to 20 game mark on that on that team with mcdavid i think you could push that on a little bit like you could you could potentially put them into the 20 to 30 to really. Say okay, you know if they're still sixth in the shitty Pacific Division. Yeah, we've got a problem. But I, I mean, you know, you just you can't count them out, right? Even though they're so top heavy, it's just it's hard to count them out. But that goaltending is, uh, it's just it's not. Yeah. They haven't fixed that, right? I mean, yeah. that that was their area they needed to fix, and they're still not right. So got to
0: hear Bobby's thoughts on that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's got to be the goaltending, right? It's a lot of it. They play a little too loose as well because they yeah. know that they got two guys
1: that are going to put up one forty. Sure. Um, with McDavid being out, they just need to try to stay in the mix a little yeah. bit right now and stay afloat and dry side. was going to really have to elevate for the next little bit, which we know he's capable of doing. Um, the problem is I don't see who you're jumping outside of Anaheim is going to come down to earth. Mm-hmm. Vancouver, I think will, um, but you're looking like you're going to be fighting for a wild card spot right now right. Um, at best. And then what do you get with that? You get Vegas in the first round who they, they played in a pretty good series with them last year and arguably could have won some of those games they lost. But, um, I, you can't, this is the thing you can't ever, you can't ever count them out with that, but the goaltending is just so, it's not even not good. It's bad. It's bad. Um, yeah. it's a bad situation there. So unless they, unless they tighten things up dramatically, um, split McDavid and dry up and try to come with two very, very good lines. As opposed to one completely dominant line, I just don't see where you make ground up at all.
2: Yeah, I mean, do you, do you think they use the Heritage Classic as any sort of jumping off point? Like, I know Calgary's not even with Sutter not oh, behind the bench. Calgary's cooked. Know, can Calgary, we Calgary a, should
0: start to sell. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
2: but is that something that you can use as some fuel if you, if you're Edmonton to say, hey, you know, outdoor game, everyone's eyes are on us. Cal- you know, Battle of Alberta. You know, can they still use that as a as a leaping board, or is that kind of just mute?
1: I, I you know what? I've played in a couple of those games. Um, no, it's not. Ooh. It's it's no different than you're playing them in your own barn. Honestly, it's just got yeah. more fanfare involved around it. it it's um, it's funny. Players look at those games and like I'm, I'm. I shouldn't speak for everybody, but we're like, it's a gimmick. It's a it's a gimmick game. It um, it is, but somebody's (laughs) getting two points tonight, so might as well be us. That's kind of the way we thought about those games. Um, So no, I wouldn't read too much into it. Those games always feel like they're different than an NHL game too. Um, like I remember the one in Vancouver, we were built up on a platform. It felt like we were going to fall through the ice. And then the one in Ottawa (laughs) was so cold. We were cuddling on the bench. So, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. There's no team bonding in that, in those games or, or, or any reason to say, here's what we did so well. You're just trying to get that game over with, to be honest.
2: Can we pull up a picture chance of, of Bobby cuddling with some of his uh, Ottawa Senator teammates in that It's got to be, yeah. yeah like, we got to throw that up there. You right? say there's there's mean. no
0: team bonding there. It sounds like there's <laughs> good, awesome team bonding. Well, maybe a little bit. But, yeah, uh, I
1: just remember I was like, I, is the penalty box as heated as the bench because it it'll absolutely right. take a double minor to go sit I'll, there for four minutes. It was so fucking cold. S-
0: Swing oh. on somebody's ankles right now. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Count me <laughs> <in>. <laughs> yeah. I
1: never took shorter shifts in a game. I, I was, I couldn't get off the ice fast enough. It was so cold in the first and the third when we were skating into the
0: wind. Oh, yeah.
2: Nost- nostrils are yep. frozen. The lungs uh, yep. are out. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Say so that's. Yep. I mean, something to keep track of when uh, you know Seattle's not too bad. It's more known for rain and less of cold. Yeah. But- you know, that's gonna be that's gonna that that'll be an interesting winter classic between Seattle and Vegas. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that'll be I actually I'll watch that one. I'll stay up for that one. Watch you know, that one. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Bob, Bobby, I got an extra ticket if you want to go, so you just let me know.
1: If I could yeah, maybe I'll fly across the country for that. Where <laughs> it's in go. Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah. in Seattle.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably not though. That's a long flight. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Sweet. Love it. But yeah, no, um, no, Edmonton is uh, God, it's they're, they're, they're. Everybody's picked pick up them as a Stanley Cup final, and I'm laughing because it's what did they do in the off season, Really? Like it's at the end of the day, this team revolves around two. If you want to throw Evander Kane in there, three. Yeah, guys. sure, sure. Really? Yeah, and, there's
1: not enough balance. I agree. Shit, I had them in the finals too. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I, I just for me, I felt like it was the year after last year's playoff run I was like you know what maybe some of their guys got it like how close like how close they got essentially um and understood things and maybe McDavid and Dreisaitl realized okay we don't need to score four every night we need to lock some other players down and score two um to win and
0: it's not the case I'm immediately regretting that pick they they needed to learn so and I use this example of like uh Ovechkin is the perfect example in my eyes like you know, early on, early Ovi was just, you know, he was a one man wrecking ball. You know, he's, he's trying to score three goals every night and he's showing up defenseman, he's blowing past him. But, and that was in the old days in the Southeast division where you're, you know, you're stomping on Carolina, you're stomping yeah. on Florida, you're stomping on Atlanta. You know, he's putting up all these crazy goal totals, but it's, it's not, you know, you'd get into the first round and then he just gets stomped by Pittsburgh or something. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The year that he won, you know, it was statistically, you look, I, I don't think it was his worst year, but it was one of his lower years but he won because he started playing a two way game and he started playing a little more of a team game instead of, you know, trying to put the team on his back every night. Yeah. And I'm not saying that McDavid's not a two way guy. I mean, he is, I, there's very few people. Um, I I was about to say there's very few people that would say that McDavid isn't the best player in the world or in, in the league. But uh, I, as soon as I said that, I thought of Cooper because I, I talked to Cooper about this and he's, he tried to make an argument for Kucherov, which, yeah, I'm like Coop. You might be a little biased here. Yeah, <laughs> True. True. <laughs> he he made a good point. He was he was trying to say that Cooch is the best. He makes anybody that's on his line better. That's fair. So, yeah, and, it, and I made that. It was a good point.
1: Yeah, it it is hard to argue with McDavid though. For me, um, yeah, I just oh, yeah. think and I liked your comparison. I think he's he's had a little bit of loss in the playoffs and and been close a few times. Um, so that's why I thought I, I thought maybe they've they've really gotten close. And, and, and they've had a taste of it. And mm-hmm. this year was the year it changed. But I didn't take into consideration the goaltending situation. And he, and I didn't account for injuries. If one of those guys goes down, the team's Cook. So um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at my paper right now with who I had in the finals. And it was Edmonton. So I'm hoping he comes back and still gets 100. <laughs> I,
0: I, get, I get Sharks vibes from this team. Like, you know, they're always on the cusp. You know, they're going to make the, I, I don't doubt they're going to make the playoffs. Like, they'll, they'll figure it out. Yep. but I, I get those vibes. It's like they, they just don't have it. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: They're missing. They're, well, we know what they're missing. It's the goaltending. That's the biggest part. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, they're uh, it, Taylor. How many teams have we said they're a they're a Gibson trade away from being an actual contender? I mean, you can.
2: There, I can tell you at least six or Devils. seven right now. Devils, are Devils. One. Yeah. Yep.
0: If Gibby went to the Devils, that would be a frightening team. Yes, That'd it would. Scary. That would be. So that's actually a good uh, good way to segue because, Bobby, you were talking before. Uh, we always like to end these shows with a little fantasy talk, and I know you're not into it, but um, y- as soon as we said something, you're like, oh, Hughes.
1: Yeah, I don't know who else you take. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I know you guys play in a deep league, and I don't know the league well enough to to really get into that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, what a world-beater he's been so far. That's crazy. Um, yeah, and I saw a ridiculous stat about the amount of points he's had in his last hundred games, and it was like a two hundred and one point eighty-two game pace, which oh, um, insane. Yeah, so it's something ridiculous. So I don't know enough about fantasy, um, but he's my yeah. I, I mean, if I'm picking first overall,
0: he's my guy. Yeah. It's usually about consistency, you know. Like, yeah. in, if you're in a fantasy league, you want guys that are putting up a point a game a night, whether it's a goal or an assist. You want you want that consistent out, you know? Yeah, that consistent point
1: production. Yeah. Well, I guess you get the like, I'll make an argument for Brady Kachuk because all the hits he gets some points on the power play and he hits everything that moves and then he fights. So he's got, a yeah, that's a, that's another guy that could go. Well, he probably comes off the board in a standard draft, I would imagine. So I, yeah, I don't know where, um, you know, in a 20 team league, I don't even know how many guys are on your waiver wire at this point.
0: (laughs) Oh man. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty deep, honestly. Like I I'll pull it up right now. Got top guys that are, uh, according to ESPN, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, top guys that are sitting on our waiver wire right now are uh, Hampus Lindholm, Verana, uh, David Savard, Andrew Kopp, Matthias Ekholm, Anders yeah. Lee.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're getting you're getting to the point with 20 teams where you're taking guys in the AHL just just hoping, <laughs> they, yeah. hoping they, they get called up. Right? Right? <laughs> Before they get yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah uh so Lee's intriguing because he hits and he'll get the odds fight oh, yeah. and power play goal so he's intriguing yeah uh, sorry about that. I, I got i got nothing for you guys i wish i had more fantasy news <laughs> No,
0: no you're good your buddy cory perry he's he's available
1: a worm i would always he's, take the worm you never know if he's gonna get a file plan right. or a game or <laughs> yeah, that's funny
2: yeah. i got i gotta just to just to be a homer and a complete kiss ass here i got a bobby ryan a getzloff and a uh cory perry at jersey in the in the Do you really so, oh it. yeah oh yeah, yeah. man
0: Love it. Uh, we had some good years there. I I damn near, I damn near picked up uh, when you you were on the wings, I damn near picked up one, uh, one with your name on it. Yeah, I can't believe I was so lucky to wear that jersey. It was on, it was incredible. Yeah, cool. But but to to end the show, let's let's talk a little about that. Like, so going to the Red Wings, even if it was for you know, it was the shortest team of your career, but yeah, what, what was that about going to the wings, playing for the winged wheel? I, you know, what I had some options,
1: um this one made sense. It was in the U S obviously that that was something that was important because my kids were, you know, starting school and things. So we wanted to be a little closer to where we knew home was going to be, which was Nashville. It wasn't far from here. Um, and then it's an original six franchise and you're interviewing with Steve Eiserman and, um, you know, he just blew me away with the way he talks and the way he sees the game. So I had ties to Michigan from being there as a kid, um, Mm -hmm. and playing for honey baked and stuff. So, um, it just felt like a great fit and it was, I just wish I could have gone back longer. Um, you know, when we talked about signing the next year after the training camp and I, had, I had the option to sign, um, but I would have been waived and I w- I knew I would have been picked up by some of the teams that had tried to sign oh. me and I did mm. not want to do that. And at that point in my life on, if I'm being completely honest, I you know, I talked to Steve in the morning and I was here in Nashville by 7 PM. I was just ready to be done. My body was, I just wanted to know that my arm could do it after the tricep surgery and, um, and get through camp. And I did. Um, but that's, that's the deal. When you think it's time to retire, it's already time. So, sure. uh, so I moved on, and I, I I made the right decision for myself and family, and um, starting life after. But I'll never forget wearing that jersey, even for a year. Seeing the locker room and being in that you know that historic area was just incredible.
2: Sick. Sick. Yeah, it's it was been, great. Yeah.
0: Talking talking with Eisen, It's you know the 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 saying is the Iser plan. It, you know, is Iser plan is yeah. is the Iser plan real?
1: <laughs> I think it's starting to be. They've drafted well, and uh, and he's it's very very detailed. So uh, yes, it is. Sick. Gotcha. I love it. I love it.
2: All right, Taylor, you got anything else? No, just a big thank you, man. Uh, thank I mean, this is this has been good. It's just it's good sitting down, bullshitting, and getting um, someone who actually knows the game more than we do sitting here <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no, <absolutely. laughs> has been oh, through I it. it.
1: I thank you guys. We'll do it again. Course, Bobby, too. Bobby, uh, shout out real
0: quick. What's what's your show?
1: Oh, um coming in hot with uh, nice. myself, Jason York and Brent Wallace. And we cover the Sens. Um, we're actually on StreamYard as well, the same platform. So um, we're on we're on YouTube and, you know, all the platforms. I don't know anything about it, but our show is called <laughs> Coming In Hot. And uh, if you're looking for some Sens chatter and we we cover most of the league as well. Um, but we're having a lot of fun and there's a couple former players and a really big media guy in Brent
0: Wallace there. So we we got a good group. Love it. Awesome, man. Awesome, man. Well, hope to have you on the show again. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, fellas. Thank you for having me. Thanks.